Welcome to the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast, discussing all things audiobooks with the authors that write the stories and the narrators that perform them. Brought to you by Viviana, Enchantress of Books. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Season 3 of the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast. Today, I am chatting with narrator Allison Voller. Welcome to the podcast, Allison. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Me too. And we're going to get to lots of goodies and stuff. So why don't we start with the best goodie of them all? Okay. Tell us a little bit about yourself, how long you've been narrating and how you got started. Oh, sure. Of course. I'm a Midwest gal. I uh, grew up around the suburbs of Chicago. I still currently live in the suburbs of Chicago. And I've been an actor pretty much my entire adult life, you know, doing stage work, doing commercials, both on camera, doing voiceover commercials. And so when I transitioned into voiceover commercials is when I had my children. And then that kind of naturally led me to audiobook narration. And, you know, I kind of dabbled with audiobook narration, maybe starting in, I don't know, 2015, 2016, somewhere in there. And then it snowballed. And so that's pretty much what I do now full time is I'm an audiobook narrator. I still act and do all that other stuff too, but yeah. Okay. And now you've been doing voiceover narration now for how many years? Um, so voiceover narration, like, like with commercials and everything. Well, a little bit of both maybe, or like how long have you been? Yeah. Um, gosh, I mean, I don't want to age myself. But. I mean, you started when you were five. So I mean, exactly. it's not going to hurt you. Yeah. Yeah. So I was a child actor. Um, <laughs> I don't know, maybe, maybe at least 15 ish years mm-hmm. somewhere in there. So I have teenagers now. And I started when I was, when I was like newly pregnant with them. Cause I was like, there is nobody that's going to hire a pregnant lady for, <laughs> you know, whatever, unless you're a pregnant lady, but mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But man, audiobooks, they don't care. I can be sultry no. and sexy and the girl next yes. door with no pregnancy. <laughs> yes. No, I love that. I love that. You can, you can be anything. And I, I, that's one of the reasons why I love audiobook work is because it reminds me so much of theater and yet you get to play all the parts. And so that's like super fun. Yeah. It's, um, Audible is saying that you have about, and I always say about because a it's audible and fill in the blanks <laughs> as to why the, the number can be off. Um, but it's saying that right now you have about 158 titles narrated yeah. by Allison. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a lot girl. Yeah, I know. I, sometimes I'm like, that cannot be right. I have no way I have, I don't have that many, but yeah, I do. And then, you know, under my uh, alter ego. I have a few others too, but yeah, I'm so lucky. I can't believe it's, I've got that many. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I love it when there's an alter ego that just adds more to the number. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, just, uh, I always say that, you know, an accomplishment is an accomplishment, regardless yeah. if it's a thousand or, or the first five. Oh, you know, because absolutely. you worked on that and you, you know, you yeah. cultivated that experience and things like that. But yeah, there's yeah. a lot here from a variety of different, um, anything for any listener basically is here. And also I'm sure with your alter ego, there's a couple of other stuff too, that people can dive into that yeah. are in there. But since starting back in about what, 2015 based yeah. off again, yeah. or less, how has your process once, so you've been cast in a book, you've received a manuscript either from the production company slash or the author slash or the publisher. How does that process for you change now that you've been doing it for so many years, the whole prepping of a book and going into it? That's a great question. I think I'm a lot more organized than I started out being because it was just kind of like when I started out, I was like, oh, great. Yay. Okay, let's do it. Now I'm like, all right, I've got a production calendar and I've got, like you said, my process. So when I get When I get cast in the book, you know, the very, very first thing I do is I put all of my due dates in my calendar. So I have that right off the bat. I'm not like super color coded, but I do color code. (laughs) (laughs) So just because I can keep stuff straight easier that way. And then once I receive the manuscript, I use Dropbox a lot. So I make different files in Dropbox for 
you know, various projects that I'm doing. And then within those files, I organize with my contract, with my manuscript, with any character notes, and then obviously the audio files um, and voices, you know, it's important to keep audio files of different voices, especially if you're doing a series. Um, I keep those in there too. And all of my prep work. So going back to your question, because I digressed a little, um, when I get my manuscript, I uh, typically sit down, I start reviewing it, reading it. Um, I'm much better at making notes than I was when I first started. I, I mean, I hate saying that, but it's true. I'm, I'm, I'm a better note taker. You know, I make very detailed notes about characters and, and that kind of thing, storylines. Yeah. And then once, you know, once I get the green light, I, I like to start recording pretty much right away because I'm kind of a nerd about hitting my deadlines. (laughs) Oh no, you mean you're a professional. (laughs) I just want to make sure I get deadlines exist. Oh, how dare (laughs) Deadlines exist and life happens. So sometimes Uh, stuff comes up and you're like, ah, but if I, you know, if I know that I at least started the book or started, you know, the process, then I'm less anxious when those crazy life moments pop up. So. Yeah, I think that that's one of the most difficult lessons of, of a narrative that happens maybe within the first five years Yes, is learning agree. to budget time for unexplainable life events. <laughs> it's true. And it happens. And, and I think that's why I was so green when I first started, because I think back to when I first started and I was like, I was careful and I was professional because I had my acting background. And so I kind of knew, you know, what I needed to do and, and the process process. But from there to now, it's like, okay, I've got, I know I can record X amount of hours per day. I know I've got this much time to do it. Oh, I got to run my kids to various activities. So I only have on this day, I only have a little bit, you know, less time than I did yesterday. So, you know, I just really try to budget my time so much better. And I think I've learned, I think I've learned to be better about my time having the color-coded calendar definitely helps so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I again it's I think that with any because a lot of people don't stop to talk about it from a business perspective you guys are freelancers yeah and yeah. from a freelancing mindset it's hard to say no because yes. everything is basically project worked yeah. there's a start a middle and an end and that's it there is no salary. There is no anything else. It's right. that project. And so if you were to heaven forbid, say no, then right. the mind starts wandering with, I will never get another job again. Oh my gosh, and you don't so know true. when that, yeah. you know, that author may never come in contact me or the production company. And that's where I think those first five years tends to happen with a lot of narrators in that, that fear of not being asked to do another book ever again comes to play and that's where they get overbooked and that's where sometimes they're they're struggling they're narrating at all crazy hours yeah they forgot that they had a family vacation trip right (laughs) and somebody's getting married and you have to travel or whatever yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and those brickstone uh booths are are not good for travel (laughs) oh no yeah (laughs) yeah it's true yeah Yeah, it's a great job Oh, it is. No, it is. It is a great job. And those first few years are really good at figuring out that process, figuring out the business process, and even truthfully figuring out you as a freelancer and how, how that's going to work for you. Because I mean, let's face it, it's different for everybody and what may work for someone else may like completely doesn't work for me. And you don't need to reinvent the wheel every time, but you can evolve and you can grow and you know, just adapt. Yeah. And, and learning what the speed looks like for you Yeah, when you first start is going to also then completely, because like with any skill, you're honing it, you're going to get faster, you're going to get better at yes. it. Yes. So, you know, fast forward now, what may have taken you an hour in prep now is taking you 45 minutes or half an hour. That and, is correct. And those yeah. are things to that factor. So for anybody out there that is 
going, oh, hell no. Or, <laughs> or <laughs> is also thinking, I got this. Like, oh, you may want to start color coding and things like that. It happens it's like with any skills. Trust me, the chefs feel the same way. The uh, corporate 500 yeah. executive feels the exact same way, though sometimes they may not admit to it. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I started color coding between you and me, uh-huh. holy cow, it kind of changed. It was kind of a game changer. Right? Like I never thought about doing that before. And then I was like, wow. This I get really made, makes a difference. I get made fun of at times. And, and it's like, oh, she's so cute. But when I talk oh. <laughs> about spreadsheets and color coding and they're going, damn, girl. And I'm like, no, listen, once I have all the information in there and I color code and I realize and I learned what each of my colors are going to mean, I can literally just yeah. glimpse at the spreadsheets and know that I have two of this, five of that and three over there. And I know automatically that what I can yes. do, the details of who, I don't know. It doesn't matter at the moment in time. I can look that up <laughs> later. But what I know is just that that glimpse of knowing what that is. But also it's almost if they, if you do any color coding of project complete. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> it's very satisfying. Yes. I like to do it with my emails too. Because in Google, you know, you can color code your emails. And yes. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. And then, you know, like if it's in this folder, oh, I can just, I'm done with that. That's done. Okay. And then you know, projects. Great. I can clean that out and move it to completed once, you know, the project's off my plate, but yeah. Oh, oh yeah. and I, and I, th- I never, never pictured myself as a color code kind of a gal, but <laughs> holy cow, it changed my whole perspective. We're going to welcome you to the club of the a lady on the streets and a freak on the spreadsheets. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Narrator Megan Tusi and I were are both like that. We just love spreadsheets. And and then we realized that there was a, I think there was like a mug or a tote. And we're like, we oh, gotta really? get that. I was oh, gonna yeah. say it should go in a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I may have to start getting some swag with that just for those individuals. I'm like, here you go. You know, <laughs> those are my people. <laughs> That's funny. So now that you have things color coded on your spreadsheet and you have, you know, characters identified of who's speaking on when on on your script, how do you decide aside from obviously descriptions and the information, but those tones and those little nuances for each of the characters, how do you go about what's that process look like? For me, it comes very organically, but I also look for clues in the text. So you know, authors are very good, obviously, at writing descriptive words about characters. So you can look to see what, you know, the authors have said about those characters, what the other characters say about those characters, how they react to one another. And I kind of let, I kind of use that to let it guide me into, you know, making character choices and how, uh, you know, and how that character sounds. For me, sometimes it just, Like sometimes it will feel wrong. And so I'll go back to the drawing board and just start over. But sometimes if it feels right, I just go with it. And then, you know, once I'm in my groove and I've got that set and I've got my character files um, organized, I just, it, it feels so put together for me. Yeah. It's always good when that happens. I know sometimes there's, it's usually those scenes where all the characters decide to have dinner at the same time oh, yeah. in the same place and you're looking at the author virtually of course and going really <laughs> <laughs> because yes. everybody is literally at the table i think I those, are, those are those moments where you're going okay give me a minute <laughs> uh, yeah i know let me roll up my sleeves and figure this out here yeah the first time i did a, a duet book i was like wait you mean I don't have to come up with any dudes' voices? Nice. Like, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's become one of the reasons yeah, as a favorite for some of the narrators is because that's just one less thing you guys have to think about and worry about. Yeah. And now it just becomes of more within the range. And you guys also get to have a little bit more fun because sometimes there are those characters like from a heroine's perspective and the female and the femme's perspective where she may have a bit of a husky or sultry voice, mm-hmm. but you can't go there sometimes because you're going to use that a little bit of that lower range for yeah. one of the dudes. It's true. Yeah, it's so true. When doing duet, you can have a little bit more leeway with that. Yeah. So one of the other things too that listeners are literally suckers for our accents yeah and we all have our favorites but I also have a feeling you guys have a favorite accent to perform what is that for you um that's a great question too um 
I really love like the nitty kind of accents. So like a really good Southern twang, Texas twang is great, fun to do. I, I completely mess around with like, even at home with my kids and stuff and my husband, I'll mess around with like speaking in a Russian accent or, you know, something (laughs) along those lines. I'm, I'm Eastern European by nationality. And so like, I grew up with a lot of those kind of accents (laughs) around me, but yeah. So like that Scottish is a lot of fun. I just learned to do Australian and I'm Mm. having a blast kind of working through that one, but yeah, I think I just, I just kind of have fun playing around with accents. I don't know. I don't know if I have a favorite. Okay. I have to say, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad that um that Australian is working out for you. I know sometimes I think that's when when I ask the question about like what's the most difficult ones for you guys to perform. Sometimes South African is one. Oh, that would Australian's yeah. another one because it's very easy to fall into British. With yes, Australian. it is. It is. Or yeah. And it's very similar to like a Cockney accent. So you have to be careful. That's true. Yeah. And South African, I think it sounds really similar to Australian as well. Yeah. There's just some, some of the words and things like that. And I think that obviously because of colonization, there's always going to be a bit of the British in there That's true. from that perspective, but even the British itself, it's almost like I, I would rather as a listener just have, Oh, okay. They're from England. Right. There's that British yeah. accent. I and but it's when they get deeper diving. I think it happens significantly more in historicals or more detailed contemporaries. Yeah. Where they bust out with the cogni. Um or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or he he sounded like like kind of like the Beatles or oh. <laughs> in those contemporaries. Like I kind of, kind of reminded me of that interview that I saw my dad watching the other day, uh, with the Beatles and stuff like that. And so it's it's um those specific ones that are harder to then perform I think a lot of times unless it's true yeah it's funny that you say that with easier on the listeners because when I was in college I was a theater major and we did a show where the characters had to have a cockney accent and after a few rehearsals the director just said you know what just forget it just do a British accent just do something generic because the cockney was so it was so hard to hear or get through or maybe we just sucked at our accent work but <laughs> I mean that's always a possibility but he was just like you know what just stick with British just well, stick it, with your standard RP please it's very <laughs> similar to when people are like oh my god I love the Scottish accent or oh my god I love yeah. the British accent and I'm like you guys are getting like the light version of it because yeah. we probably wouldn't be able to understand half of it if not or more because there is a speed there is more dialect there is a thickerness to it and if they were going full-flown scottish it wouldn't be as romantic and sexy (laughs) yeah i think it would be kind of harsh like that yeah yeah kind of stuff yeah yes exactly and it's just I, i that's where i think a lot of people have now realized that it's just a matter of giving us that hint of us knowing where it's from yeah like a taste yeah mm-hmm. for sure yeah and bending and i mean i think i've talked about this in the past in other shows where there's been these reviewers where the the reviewer says something like oh my god i did not believe his british accent at all it sucked yeah but he was born and raised in london in oh. England. so it's been like you you obviously don't know what this sounds like or same things very similar with oh i didn't believe his irish accent at all and it was just so bad. I don't understand why the reviews were saying, well, he's from Ireland. Oh, <laughs> he's that's Irish. so funny. Yeah. I, I always laugh at those and my sneakers. Like, dude, you obviously didn't do your homework. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, wow. That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. You had <clears throat> to find those little moments of haha. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you do. Yeah. Romance. I, I love to describe it as an umbrella term with all the subgenres underneath it with the PNRs, the contemporaries, the historical, so on and so forth. Um, what is your favorite to perform? Oh, well, I am such a sucker for a good romance. Um, but I like secretly, I adore historical fiction, especially historical fictional romance. And I also adore rom-coms. And I think, I think the historical fiction is because of my theater background. I just love, like, I, you know, I just love doing, performing that kind of thing. And the rom-coms just because they're hilarious usually and silly and goofy and fun. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 
Yeah. What well, as soon as you hit the, you said that you love historical fiction, I'm going, oh, I wonder if she's heard about um, TJ London's books. Oh my gosh. I love those books. Really? I yes, Yay. I have heard of TJ London. <laughs> and I the very first book, well, I listened to um I think Trader Trader, the first one. I was like, I did I couldn't put my my phone down listening to that audiobook because it was so good. And so I I don't have a lot of time to free read, but oh my gosh, she is on my list. I'm going to pick up <laughs> the rest of the books in that series because it's so good. I love those books. If yeah. anybody hasn't heard them, you have to get them because they are fabulous. <laughs> yes. So the first book is the, the that's on Audible and audio rather. It's um, the Tory, and that's the first oh, the one. Tory. And, yes, yes. The Tory. And then yes. The Trader is the second book. And yes, realized, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And she recently released Man of War. Oh my God. Oh, I have to, I haven't heard that one. So I have to get that. Yeah. So that's like the, technically the fourth book in the series, but also oh. the prequel that happens oh, ahead okay. of the Tory. Okay. So you can okay. read it in either order, but oh my God, girl. Oh my God. Tell me about it. Right. Yeah. Like killer. Like so good. I mean, the story itself, the plots, the, how she <sighs> does things and then the casting of it all. It's oh, you know, yeah, duet no, narration. It was, yeah. So I was good. like. Patrick Zeller, I know that you're the asshole and the villain in this, but I love you so much. He was good. And so yeah. was Marnie. Wasn't Marnie young? Oh my God, yes. Marnie and so Tara. Fun. Yes. Oh my God, those two ladies. And then Catherine is, uh, and Claire now is the, the heroine in the Man of War. Mm. And oh my God. Okay. As soon as we're done with this, I'm going on my Audible and I'm getting these <laughs> books because I need to listen to the rest of them. Yeah. There, there's I more coming adore. down the pipeline. There's more coming down the pipeline for oh. her other books because in, in, in eyeball reading, I think there's like four books in the series that are out. Um, and TJ, I'm so sorry if I'm wrong in the order. Um, oh. <laughs> but it's just one of those. They're just, she just writes so well. Oh, and, they're so good. Yeah. Yes. And then when she gets in, then you get the audio, it's that additional oomph. And that's where I think that's the perfect combination of what makes an audiobook so fantastic. I agree. Is I that so the story agree. stands out on its own, whether you're eyeball reading it or you're listening to it. But then yeah. that performance is the caveat. You're going, yes, bonus. It's so good. I could yeah. nerd out with you about these books all day, Viviana. Yes. I mean, I'm telling you. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm, I was when I, I told you you were telling me that that's one of your favorites, and I'm going. Yeah, I wonder. She, and look at you, you have I'm like yay. Well, I'll we'll have to off you know um, off the record here talk more about that once we're done because oh. yeah, <laughs> uh, you and I can probably do an entire episode on why we love T. Day London's book. So um, yeah, <laughs> and historical fiction and, and historical fiction. Yeah, and then have you provide us with a list of your other favorite historical fictions for us to fall in love with as well. So yeah, but yeah, I we'll, know. we'll so have to funny. get back to that. Yeah. Yeah, put a pin on that for later. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. It's funny. The first time I said I loved historical fiction to somebody, I got the weirdest, like they gave me the weirdest look. And I was like, come on, it's not that bad. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many different camps when it comes down to the different genres. Some, you know, romance gets a really bad rap outside of of, of the community for it being, you know, just basically like eyeball porn of sorts right. and no earbud yeah. porn or not serious writing. Oh, and yeah, that is so not true. Some of mm-hmm. the best books I've ever read mm-hmm. have been romance. Yep. I mean, you know, I, my alter ego narrated an erotica series and I thought the writing in that was fantastic. I was, I was actually like, wow, this is quite good. The mm. way that this is written. So, yeah, yeah. yeah it, it, everybody has an opinion. Like they have assholes. Yeah, everybody has. Well, one. yes. <laughs> but it's it, that's where it's. I love having these conversations because when you guys share some of your favorites, the listeners and myself included are like, "Oh my god, me too!" Yeah, and we kind of feel like, "Oh yeah, I'm not the only one." <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's true it's yeah true. and then also we get to follow with you and we're going that's uh, another narrator i'm adding to my list of listening and <laughs> what the books are coming out and stuff like that and now you have another fan kind of thing um uh, yeah so aside from accents the other thing I, I i sometimes wonder as for narrators is is there a specific type of scene whether it's like the bantering or this or the smexy times or the fights that you just love to perform 
Wow. Um, I think, I think I have to say the banter because if it's done and I'm not necessarily talking about myself, but I I think if it's done well, it's so good that you don't, you don't, you almost forget that there's two people talking. Cause it just like, it's like, um, it's like music. It just goes and flows back and forth with one another really, really well. Banter is, I think is, is what I would say, mm-hmm. especially, I mean, I mean, I'm a nerd for comedy too. So especially like a good comedic scene that's written with some really good comedy back and forth Yeah, is a gem. Yeah. I love when that happens and you're, then you're laughing out loud in the cubicle world of your day job (laughs) office. And, and people know that you're sitting there by yourself and they're wondering why is Viviana laughing out loud? (laughs) She's laughing again. (laughs) Yeah. What the hell is she listening to? Like, okay guys, it's okay. Um, Move along. (laughs) Is, Is there a genre that you have yet to narrate in that's on your bucket list or you're, I'm going to do this. It's going to happen. Oh, that's a great question. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I think, I don't know if I, if I, if I have one just yet. Oh, wait, I do. No, mm-hmm. I do have one. Okay. I would love, I think I've only done one cozy mystery and I would mm-hmm. love to be able to do another cozy mystery. Yeah. Like a paranormal cozy mystery or something. Oh. I think that would be on my bucket list. Okay. Yeah. yeah, those are always fun. The cozy mysteries, just enough, yeah. but not too much out there. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I read a series recently and like it was a paranormal cozy mystery. And I was like, oh, this is so fun. I could see this on, I could hear this on audio, but yeah, it was really cute. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you have cozy mystery. So cozy mystery and potentially cozy mystery with paranormal elements in there. Authors, you know, have a... You know, <laughs> someone to look at. I always say about putting it out into the world, right? Just putting you know, it out there. Yes, I agree. You got to put it out there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, people don't know what they don't know. unless you Well, and that's true. Yeah. And you know, that was a hard lesson for me to learn is that you just have to speak up and say something. I don't know if it's a Midwestern thing raised in the Midwest, you know, but I never did that before. And then I kind of slowly was like, all right, well, I guess there's no harm in saying what you want and just speaking up and saying something. So yeah. Yeah. As someone that is constantly coaching and saying to friends and stuff like that in clients, you know, you just, it's okay to market yourself. It's good that you're, you know, promoting yourself, you know, reach out to potential clients, reach out to stuff like that. I don't do it myself. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it, it's just a uh, imposter syndrome 101. <laughs> you know what? I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is imposter syndrome. Yeah. Take whatever they want me. <laughs> Right. They're like, you could, they couldn't possibly. No, there's no way. No yeah. Way. They're like, yeah. Well, there's no way. Yeah. And then you get the, that email like, I've been dying to talk to you or work with you. I'm like, you have? Oh, okay. <laughs> and you're like, oh, thank you. I know. And then you start gushing and you're like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. books that I've gotten and I've been like, I've had that reaction. Like, oh, you chose me? Really? <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome i love it when that happens though that that moment yeah yeah it's fine yeah there's a lot of memes i'm sure that i could point to and be like yep that's that's my face right there that's yeah what I, I have a couple that i keep on staff <laughs> for when I, yeah so, you know we were like oh she's gonna and there she goes she's swinging okay good um which of course in writing and text it's fine but in person it's like you know like that know. Like, oh my God. <laughs> yes exactly i'm sure i look ridiculous yeah. <laughs> if anybody were ever to see me in person i know yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. but speaking of seeing you in person yes you're going to be in a lore come I september am. So you yes. and I are going to see each other squeeze. <laughs> so is this going to be your first event slash signing uh, of sorts specifically um, for audiobooks in general? I think because it is the first of its kind that is specifically for audiobooks. But I know a lot of other events have started to add narrators and audiobook concepts to their events. Yes, it is going to be the first one that I've actually been at and signing mm. at. So it's like part of me is so excited. And then part of me is like, Oh my God, I'm so nervous. Like I, (laughs) I hope I'm not, you know, acting like a nerd or something, but I will, because I'll see a lot of narrative 
know and probably authors too but yes I will be there I will be there I'm I'm very excited yeah and it's technically a local event right because since you do live in the Chicago area yeah it's it's an easy drive for me yeah that's good yeah um now I know that a lot of people are excited about it because again first time that it's a focus on the listeners and the audiobook community as a whole so cool yeah. And um, I know the listeners specifically are dying to be able to kind of get that combo of the author and the narrator in the mm-hmm. same place. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I know that's your first, but do you have like any goals and stuff like that for you when it comes down to these, you know, for this event specifically, um, like I will get the guts to go up to. You know? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's yeah. I think, you know, honestly, uh, since it's my first one, I, I don't want to put too much pressure on myself Good. because I know that I'll be nervous as it is. And I know, and I'm sure everybody will be a little bit nervous. So I don't want to put too much pressure on myself, but I do, I do hope that, you know, I kind of ease into it and I'm like, yeah, this is fun. And that I'm not nervous. You know, if that makes sense, like I want to make sure oh, yeah. that the nervous, the nerves get pushed away to the side and then I can just go and be and enjoy my time. So. Yeah. So as someone that has gone to a lot of events, but also someone that's an introvert with social tendencies, like extroverted tendencies. Yeah. The nerves hit at first when you're first there, but then you'll have start people having talking to you and they'll start recognizing you. And then the, the whole like woohoo moment happens. And it, it, you completely forget because you realize that this is an entire community of like almost like friends that you haven't hung out with yeah. in a while. And that's definitely something that I've been told by a lot of readers and listeners that when they do get together, it's that moment of, oh my God, I've known you for like 20 years. Not really, but it's, you know, that feeling of it. And, and so, yeah, it's a, you'll ease into it. I think everybody, I'm nervous and I've done these before, but it's going to be the first one that I've done since COVID hit. So it's been about two and a half years that I've done anything. And, uh, and I have to be the one talking to y'all cause I'm the official podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm nervous too. Exciting. So okay. we're in so the we'll same all boat. be nervous together. Yes. Basically that's what, yes. what I want to say is I think we're all nervous yeah. from the narrators that have never been to an event to the narrators that have been to events, but it's been a while. Um, yeah. And even then the authors, but also the listeners and the attendees are all going to be like, oh my God, I don't want to say something. I'm filling the blanks. Or did I right. forget that book? Why won't my pen work? Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, okay, I, I just hope I remember to bring what I need. And, you know, so I, I don't want to overthink it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's going to be so much fun. I'm excited yeah, that you're so. going. I am too. Yeah, it's going to be so much fun. And um, I'll be including information on the post for those that may not be familiar with the Allure event. And if you guys okay. want to come to hang out. Yeah, come say hi. Allison, and come say hi to her and maybe some share some that you too are also a spreadsheet you know, um, nerd. <laughs> um, and then, you know, kind of go from there or historical fiction nerd. I mean, well, hello. There's, you know, there's a yeah. lot of things we have there's things a lot to talk of things about. We can nerd out about. Absolutely. I, I've got a list. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when you're not working and prepping mm-hmm. for these upcoming events and all this other fun stuff that we do for jobs, when you're not working, what do you do for fun? I like to, well, hang out with my family and, um, you know, I'm fortunate to live in a place where there's a lot of, uh, forest preserves. So I like to go for walks in the woods when I have time and the weather's good. Um, I like to do that. I like, um, just sometimes just being at peace and hanging out is, like what is most needed for that week, that month, whatever the case may be. So being able to just have some downtime to just take a deep breath and enjoy nature or enjoy laughing with my kids and my husband or whatever, laughing with friends, whatever the case is, um, that's what I enjoy doing. So, yeah. Yeah. So here's a fun question. Okay. Hit me, hit me. There's usually a song that it doesn't matter where you're at or what you're doing. So if you're you know, in the aisle of a grocery store in the freezer section, or you're at the Target, as we were laughing about before, or in the car, 
But when that song comes up, you're, you know, belting out the lyrics and singing, or you're doing the shimmy, shimmy dance down the (laughs) aisle. What song is that for you? This is a hilarious question. (laughs) (laughs) I probably have a whole Spotify list of these songs. (laughs) What's the name of that playlist? Is it it public? (laughs) (laughs) Um. Oh my God. That's so funny because I think depending on the person you ask who knows me, they would each give you a different answer. Like mm. I think my husband would say, pour some sugar on me by Def Leppard. I think um, I would say my question would be, or my answer would be, I think uh, these are days by the 10,000 maniacs. It's kind of an oldie, but a goodie. Um, I don't know. There's like, sometimes the song will come on. I'll be like, yes, there you go. And it's your, just your jam. I think I need to make that Spotify playlist public. If it's not, that would be fun. (laughs) Allison's jams. Yeah. (laughs) Perfect. Exactly. Um, The other thing I'd love to to do with guests is play a game called two truths and a lie. Okay. You tell us three things about you and we try to figure out which one's the lie. So when you're ready, what those three things are about you and we'll try to figure this out. All right. I gotcha. Okay. All right. So two truths and a lie. Um, I have traveled to Pompeii, Chichen Itza, or Stonehenge. Jeopardy cue, Jeopardy music. Oh my goodness. You went all out and you're like, I'm going to do one kind of question. Is that the oh, one answer oh. or, or those that, those, is that one of the facts? Those are, those are like the facts. Those are like the truths are in there. And then the lie is <gasps> look at you. You're the first one to do this to me. Lady. Oh, am I? Yes. Oh, okay. Usually it's one of those, like I've traveled to Pompeii and then the list kind of goes on. Um, okay. Or those are like, and then I've been bitten by a shark and, <laughs> and I have 15 Siamese cats. Those are usually my three kind of like, that's where people go, but you went in a specific, I'm going to tell you where I've traveled to and you get to pick which one of these exotic places <laughs> is the lie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Cause I could, yeah. well, yeah, that's, that's what I chose. Yeah, so we did. All right, so let's go over that again. You said you've okay. traveled to Pompeii, Pompeii, mm-hmm. uh, Stonehenge, and mm-hmm. Chichen Itza. Chichen Itza. Okay. Hmm. I would yes. say that the Chichen Itza one would be a lie, but no, you know, is that the is that the lie? Yes, <gasps> it is the lie. You did it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's on my bucket list to yeah. go there sometime. Not that I'm like. I travel all the time or anything, but yeah. Girl, you've been to Pompeii. <laughs> oh my gosh. And so- I know. <laughs> so lucky. Like, and I was in, I was like a kid. Like I was in high school. It was on a school trip. Like how, who does that? Who takes high schoolers to Pompeii? Like how amazing is that? But we got to go. Was it so. part of like a language class? It was part of like a history uh, tour. And so um, it just happened to be one of the stops, you know, Italy is loaded with history. And so it just happened to be one of the stops and we're just happening to go to Pompeii this day. And so there we were. Wow. Yeah. It was very cool. Mm-hmm. I recently saw a documentary on Disney plus that was all about Pompeii and a lot of the neighboring, you know, cities and stuff like that and what happened and how they I were preserved. I watched that documentary too yeah and i was like mesmerized by how things are still to this day still being discovered and yeah isn't that cool yeah yeah and at at the same time i'm mortified like why are you going down there (laughs) because i'm like did anybody make sure it's structurally safe before you get down there with the cameras well yeah there's that (laughs) well you know and that happens like in some of these ancient cities i watch a lot of documentaries Um, yeah me too it's a good, it's a good way to unwind. There was one where I think it was, it might've been in Italy. I don't remember, but they were just like redoing the road and they like stumbled upon like an ancient city underneath. And it was like, what, what happened? I think it was in Greece. Yeah. Um, but that was pretty, I was like, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Cause I just think it would be cool. Like, I don't know. 
like, oh, my backyard just happens to be the Coliseum or the ruins of whatever. Right. Thank you very much. Yeah. I mean, I think most of us get upset when we see like a root of a dead tree that's not there anymore. We're going really. Um, But in that documentary of Pompeii, I also noticed and realized how these ancient you know, historical buildings and, and basically not the whole building, but structure of it is right next to the drive day-to-day roads Yes, <laughs> that, true. you know, that you normally yeah. don't see in the romantic comedy films that you watch, you know, and how close the road is to like the Coliseum or some of these other structures. And I'm like, really? Cause like for right. us here in the States, we like block the shit out of it. Oh, I know. Yeah. And we're, I mean, here, obviously we don't have a lot of the uh, you know, like Ro- we don't have Roman ruins in the United States, but you know, like our our um, First Nation people, like a lot of that stuff was just that. Eh, forget it, put blow it. You know, just go over it. Well, it, I read an article once because um, Chicago used to be a big um, Native American trading hub. You know, way back when, and there was, I guess, at one point, it's gone now. But at one point, there was. Um, an Indian mound site, ceremonial site in downtown Chicago, they put the L-tracks over it uh, whenever they built the L-tracks in I don't know when. They just didn't find it as historically worthy. And I was like, what a shame. Because I used to live right by the streets that they were talking about. I was like, oh my God, I, that's it is pavement now, but holy cow, that's why would they do that? But yeah, what we value sometimes it's, it's interesting. It's the yeah. same thing. Like in Savannah, Georgia, I've been there a few times now. And when, you know, you're taking a tour of stores and you're like, and now you're standing over bodies that are probably still oh. in the cemetery because, you know, the cemetery wall is now over there, but technically it used to come up to here and you're going, Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, wow, what we value. But I mean, again, it's like seeing that documentary of Pompeii in Italy and some of the other sites I'm going, damn, right next to yeah. the ruins. <laughs> and yeah. Like, yes. Yeah. Scooters. <laughs> like there it is kids. There it is. <laughs> no, it's the ruins. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's I mean, true. And the same thing similar to, so you've been to Stonehenge yeah as well yeah all was it like still open because i know sometimes they close it off we weren't able to get to the site we could see it from basically the road or parking lot but we weren't able to get up close to it and Mm. i and that's okay i mean it's you know you can see it it, it's what it is it's you know stonehenge not to take it for granted but yeah no it was it was still cool to to be there and in its presence so to speak so and then this third lovely option that's a lie. Yes. What is it about that you want to go to it? I don't know. It just seems cool. I just, you know, I <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it just seems cool. It seems cool to go. And it's kind of kind of close. Like you don't have to travel over an ocean, so to speak. Um, I mean, I guess technically you do have to travel over an ocean, but um I just think it would be fun. There's a lot of cool um you know, ruins in, and it seems like it would be a neat one to see. And I, I know that you can't climb the stairs anymore, but um, that would have been fun to do to say yeah. you climbed to the top of the temple. So. Yeah. But then again, I've seen some of those documentaries as well. And I'm going, yeah, I'm kind of glad we're not allowed. Yeah. I know a friend, there's always going to be that friend in that group that's going to be like, let's go. Right. Rocky, <laughs> a Rocky moment up the stairs. I'm like, no, <laughs> It's not just a flight of stairs of like 30. No, it's an entire building of stairs. It's like, no, not doing that, dude. Um, but yeah, it's a uh, fun, but wow, girl, you went, you went there. I did. Yes. I um, love that. Thank you. Um, if you watch Disney plus documentaries, there's a good one on kind of like on the Mayans, I think it's Mayans and where he uses that lidar technology and you can see like the foundations in the jungle of mm. of different towns and stuff that one kind of blew me away i'm not gonna lie that was okay. pretty cool too probably watched it but it's been a while and i'm always looking yeah. for something to cleanse yeah. the palate oh right now, that's I'm, yes i'm the same yeah because yeah. right now i'm like i think season three of peaky blinders and oh. while i'm loving it and stuff like that at the same time i'm going girl needs to have a little bit of variety yeah. Similar to audiobooks, you know, I'll do the romantic comedies. I'll jump into my PNR. I recently discovered that there is Omega versus actually light and fluffy. And I'm like, yes. Um, oh. so, <laughs> yeah. Do you ever watch what we do in the shadows on Hulu? 
No, but I'm adding it to my list. Oh, that is hilarious. Um, for those not familiar, it's, it's about vampires. And so, um, it's, it's, I just find it so funny. Like it just, I'm sure I annoy my husband when I watch it because I just (laughs) sit and giggle, but yeah, the, uh, season three or four just came out like a couple weeks ago, but it's really fun. Okay, good. Thanks for that. I appreciate that. I love a good recommendation. Yeah. Yeah. So before we go, can you tell us what you're currently working on? What's coming up next for you oh, that you sure. can share? Because I know sometimes you guys are like, mom's the word. Um, yes. I actually have a few things in the pipeline. Um, but what's coming out in the near future, uh, owned by the Lost Boys by AJ Merlin. Uh, that's a good one. It's kind of a I don't want to say it's a horror romance because it's it's more like a dark romance, but there are some horror-ish elements to it. Um, Discovered by Serenity Rain, which is a fantasy reverse harem romance. Gotta love those fantasy romances. <laughs> um, and then I have a cute one uh, called No Place Like Home by Eric Schubach. It's an urban fairy tale. Um, I This is actually uh, probably my 31st or 32nd book that I've done with Eric Schubach. He's, he's just been one of those authors that's been very loyal and I love working with him. Um, But the series is, is all different fairy tale characters. And this particular book, No Place Like Home is um, like a spin on Dorothy and Toto in the Wizard of Oz. So that one should be out any day now. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then my pseudo has some too. I don't know if. Yeah, no, let's keep them a mystery. Okay. You know, <laughs> but I know that um it I think they do have a lot, a couple of fun ones coming up too, from what I'm seeing. And uh yeah. I'm sure you record as well. But yeah, I mean I, sometimes I want the listeners to do their homework. Okay. <laughs> I That's love fun. you guys. That's fun. <laughs> yeah, there's some there's some good ones. Like lately it seems like my pseudo has been getting a lot of work so if you like if you like those steamy you know sexy times romances there's some mm-hmm. good ones coming out okay so. does your do a lot more like the darker romance stuff than or just a mixture of the romance because it's that's... it's a mixture pseudo okay. pseudo um <laughs> my <laughs> alter ego yeah she tends to do the stuff that's a little more steamy mm-hmm. maybe falls more into the erotica category okay. yeah but i've done I, I mean, me personally, I've done dark romance. Um, yeah. And I, you know, I, I'm going to say, I don't mind it. Yeah. It's, it's fun to do. Cause it's kind of like suspenseful and thrillery. Oh yeah. That's true. Cool. Well, um, that has been great. And I appreciate you sharing that. I know sometimes I know the listeners are like, but what's her pseudonym? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not going to share it with you. It's secret. They post that on social media with like, and today I am sharing my pseudonym. That's on you all. Yes. Okay. That's on yes. you guys. Um, you know, and I, and it's also different. And sometimes when you're at events, I, I've, I've had that happen where I'm, I'm going you know, I've, I sat there and I've listened to the the listeners They're like, oh my God, I love this stuff. And you really should do some of this, this, and this. And then they kind of like lean in and they're like, well, you know, my alter ego, so-and-so and so-and-so does that. Kind of, and they're like, no. <laughs> so again, because it's not social media, it's not, should not be getting right. busted um, right. of sorts, but they're like, oh, I know a secret. And the listeners are like, yes, we know a secret. Um, and so those are always fun too, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In person, if you come to a lure. I can share with you my pseudo. How okay, about that? See, that's a good little incentive. We yeah. should come up with a code word or something for them. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's so funny. Since you like the, you know, the cozy mysteries, yeah. you know, have a password or something. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Somebody will come up to the table and be like, you said yeah. on the podcast <laughs> that you would share with me. Yeah. And I would, I would tell you. Yeah. Yeah, because it's again, it's a little different. It's not. It's a little different. Blast. Yeah, you're in person. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and especially when the conversations of because I thought what I love it is when the listeners share that. Oh my God, your voice is so great. You sh- you know, have you ever thought about fill in the blank either style of writing or genre or author, and you know, 
sometimes you're like, oh, I didn't think about that. And others I make, well, you know, my alter ego does blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So those are always fun moments. You oh, know? of course. Even yeah. as a listener, I've, I've had that done to me. I'm like, oh my God, really? <laughs> so yeah, it's fun. Well, thank you so much, Allison, for taking the oh time to hang out with, with me today and with the listeners and sharing all this fun time with us. We greatly appreciate it. Oh, thank you for having me. It was so much fun. And the time goes by so fast. It does. When you're having fun. But yes, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. And I will be seeing you officially in person in September for Allure and probably, you know, doing some lives there too, because, you know, those are going to be fun. Oh, that would be fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So guys, if you're going in the Chicago area, if you're want to travel to an event, Allure is going to be the hit place to be come September. So I will. Yeah. September mm -hmm. in the city is beautiful too. Good. Yeah. I think the last time I went to Chicago, when was it? I think it was like April or May. And thankfully, I took a jacket. Being from yeah. Florida, it's not really that cold down here during that time. But oh my God, you guys are cold because of the snow. lake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so prepare, people, prepare. But um, but thank you again for taking oh, the time. You're welcome. Thank and, you, Viviana. And I will be including all of her social media information and website for you guys to make sure that you're following her, check in, and all that fun stuff over at the episodes post at Viviana Enchantress of Books. And until next time, happy listenings. Thank you to all of our audiobook-loving podcast Patreon. Special thanks to Nixley Zenner, Carol Liebner, Brittany Robinette Leiter, Michelle Bastard, Brandy Schmidt, April Branson. The audiobook-loving podcast has special Patreon access levels. Join today to receive benefits including early access to episodes, shout-outs, special exclusive content, and much more. Support the podcast by becoming a Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash audiobook loving. We thank you for your support. Thank you for joining us on the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast, hosted by Viviana Enchantress of Books. For links and more information discussed in today's episode, previous podcasts, or the Audiobook Lovin' series, please visit our website, vivianaenchantressofbooks.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a positive review wherever you listen to our podcast. Until next time, happy listening.